Hi there, Nancy Teague here, and thank you for listening. Say, today you are in for a fun time discovering how close God is to himself, how happy he is about you and everyone else, so get ready to sink in. To know more about me, the Crazy Good God podcast, and platforms for listening, go to www.crazygoodgod.org. Now, the previous episode, episode five, we looked at distance and separation and how those affect our mindset and our positioning on where we think God is. It's pretty fascinating. So if you haven't heard it, please listen. Today, we're going to see more about how it's not about distance or separation with God, because that's not even in his essence or his thought process. We will continue to grasp where is God really? Well, let's begin today with Jesus' words in John 14, 20. In that day, you all will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Now, in the Greek, it's not a singular you. It is a plural, you all. If you read your Bible, you'll probably just see you. But please know he's talking to everybody. So here's an elaboration of that verse 20, and I've added a few Greek meanings, which just gives it more understanding of what was he saying there. Inside, within that one decisive day, the one day from sunrise to sunset, that is when the light shines, like the light bulb comes on inside of you, you will personally know that I am inside the Father. Indeed, you all are inside me. In like manner, exactly like I'm in the Father, I'm inside you all. Now, Jesus is saying that before he even went to the cross. He's making a matter-of-fact statement, and it's going to be on a day when, like, revelation, like, boom, hits you, and you get it. So how can Jesus say you all? And what, when is this special day? Is it really for all people? Well, we've probably never heard that before because we've been taught, according to man's traditions, there's this separation and this distance, and we have to do something to get back to God. And when I reference traditions of man's teaching, uh, please check out Colossians 2, verse 8. So is there something bigger going on that we've not heard? Well, the who is the most important point, and where the who is follows close behind. The two concentric circles that I spoke about in another episode, and they were an image that he showed me in a dream. It was actually a dream, and then the vision in the dream, which was amazing, how they closely, perfectly fit Jesus' words in John 14.20. Now, what is also fascinating is that these concentric circles pointed to another image for me when I woke up from that dream in 2004. And I'm, I'm waking up and I'm thinking like, well, it's about relationship, it's about relationship, draw close, draw close, two concentric circles side by side. And for some reason, I immediately thought in regards to those two concentric circles of how the two AA batteries easily fit in my first digital camera. This is decades ago that I've no longer used. 
There was no resistance in putting in the batteries. They slid in, they dropped in, they sunk in smoothly, easily, and perfectly. Now, while I was preparing this podcast, I happened to think of Colossians 3.10, which says, Having put on the new man, who is renewed in knowledge, according to the image who created him. Now, this you'll get a kick out of this. Having put on, in the Greek, that means sinking into. It's effortless. It's like just sliding in there. You don't put one arm in one sleeve and one arm in the other sleeve and then button it up or zip it up or fix the garment to make sure it fits right. We just sink in to this new man. Now, the word new in the Greek means young, youthful, new, fresh. I'm looking forward to that, being as I'm in my 70s. And to know that that freshness can even happen right now, even in my 70s. There's a renewing going on in the spirit realm that is accessible and happens available to all people if they're open to it. So we're being renewed in firsthand knowledge and in the Greek for that word in this case is a purposeful union that comes from firsthand knowledge. And that firsthand knowledge has to do with the image of him, of Jesus. And the image means a mirror-like representation, such that in looking at Jesus as in a mirror, you see yourself. It's a very close resemblance. It's like high definition in this word image. So here we go. We sink into Jesus as a new man because of what he did for us, his finished work. He clothes us with himself and his righteousness. We mirror him in our own unique ways. Our unique smiles, our unique gestures, our expressions of love and care for others, our laughs, our animated self. He loves those things about each one of us. It's like Jesus is saying, look at me, see yourself. When God looks at you, when Jesus looks at you, he sees a stunning, unique reflection of himself. Now that takes a little pondering and thinking, can it be? Seriously? You don't know who I am. Yes, he does, because he sees the treasure in an earthen vessel. Most of us cannot see our true selves because we've been told we are wretched, we're a sinner, you need to repent, you need to clean up your act. And the Lord still shows up to people who believe that message of being a wretch, falling short, never good enough, because he does see that real treasure within us. But he has so much more for us to understand about who he really is, his true identity, which in turn means what our true identity is in him. Jesus sees the new in us. When we see the finished work, it will truly be an effortless sinking in to him. We don't earn this. We don't make it happen. It is revelation of the mystery, and it's about union and newness. So here's another cool passage in the Bible from the Old Testament in Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? And it's like, yeah, I want you to know this. 
In John 1, verse 1, John expresses the most beautiful, deeper things about the beginning of creation in reference back to Genesis chapters 1 and 2. So John begins, inside the beginning, and the beginning has to do with what comes first, what's chief and foremost, and it has priority because it's ahead of all the rest. In the beginning, in the foremost, was the Word. Was means I am. I am the Word. And Jesus called himself, I am. And the Word was with God. The Word, I am, pros in the Greek means face to face. It is a motion towards interfacing with. It's implied interaction, reciprocity, contact, big time relationship face-to-face. And here's the word, face-to-face with God, and the word was, I am, God. That's just, in a short little verse, he sums up the most incredible things about the true identity of Jesus. In verse 2, John continues, he was, I am, inside the beginning with God. So Jesus was inside the beginning, the foremost, the origin, the preeminence. Face to face, I am with God. Francois Dutoy, who is an author and he has written the Mirror Bible, it's a really good Bible. He's going through the Greek meanings and working on the letters and some of the Gospels. Some of you might be interested in that. But Francois says this that I think is very insightful. The word was not yet written nor spoken. The word was simply face to face and interacting. So here's the word in a relationship, a dynamic relationship. It wasn't written about, it wasn't ink on paper, nor was it spoken yet by a man. Just think about that, how lively and interactive the word was before it even showed up here on earth. And then to realize, here's the word in close face-to-face relationship with the Father, and we came from their relationship. So why would they distance themselves from us? Now, we might say, well, sin, of course. Well, but then that means that they changed their minds about us, the ones whom they blessed when they first made man and woman. Do you know what it means when it says God blessed them, male and female, when he created them? In Genesis 1, 27, 28, then God blessed them. Blessed in the Hebrew is barak, B-A-R-A-K. It means to kneel, to kneel as in an act of adoration. That's an incredible understanding of that blessed them. It totally changes like the whole picture of how God feels about who he made in his image and likeness. He adores us. He's never stopped adoring us. He's faithful. He's impartial. Yet we've been told God is angry at man. He gets disappointed in us. We've got to do things to make him happy, to get back to him. Isn't that something, how we have made him distant? To some people, unapproachable, scary, hard to please. But let's get back to the beginning to the foremost, the chief, the one who was in the beginning, who fills the beginning 
and what was going on even before anything came into being, there was a relationship of the Word with God face to face. You know how much fun they were having just hanging out together? Proverbs 8, verse 30 and 31 says it very well. I was with him, a master craftsman. I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world. And my delight was with the sons of men. Now get this, rejoicing in the Hebrew means laughing, joking, playing, celebrating, smiling. So here's Jesus, the master craftsman, with God, daily God's delight, and Jesus is laughing, joking, playing, celebrating, smiling with the Father. And then he's rejoicing in the Father in God's inhabited world. He's laughing and joking and playing and celebrating and smiling, and his delight was with the sons of men. With in the Hebrew means denoting proximity, nearness, companionship, together with. In light of their joviality and fun, why do we believe that our sin, our faltering, could take away the joy they had over us at the get-go, let alone cause them to distance from mankind whom they adored? It's like we give sin too much power towards God. It's grievous. So to reiterate in John 14, 20, in that day, you all will know that I am in my Father, and you all in me, and I in you all. That day, that day when the lights come on, and it's like, I get it. Now, if the light hasn't come on yet in you, and Jesus's words don't compute, just wait. God said, you all will know. Now, I think in that day could also be numerous times in our lives when we grasp at another level his extreme closeness, his extreme involvement in our lives, as he enables us to see, quote, see his light shining in the dark areas, in the hurting areas of our lives. And we will sink in to another level, into the new and the ongoing newness that he has for us here and forever. Now, these things I've been sharing, they're like shouting crazy good news. They're like crazy words. It's like, can it be? Now, remember, he even said in a dream in 2003, I had, you have to be crazy. And if you didn't hear that, check out episode two. If you can't shout because you've never heard this before, and it doesn't line up with what you've been taught, that's okay. Remember, it took me 10 years plus to grasp, to begin to grasp slowly these kind of things that just cause God to be so big and so crazy good. So the next episode, 7, we're going to look more at John 1 to find out who made everything and why that helps dismantle the distant God mindset. And I tell you what, it's going to be crazy good. So bliss to you, and never forget, he is absolutely crazy about you. 